The rustle of leaves through the wind. The hoot of an owl. Crickets. The crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the Scout Trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real-life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Scout on Chattanooga. I am Sean Whitfield and joining me is the CEO of Boy Scouts of America, Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Good Howdy. afternoon, gentlemen. Howdy. I think we need to Howdy. edit that part out, don't we? Should we do it together? Should we do it together? Let's go. You ready? (laughs) Three, two, one. Howdy. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Jared. I can't believe you're going to go to that level. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're the CEO of the Cherokee Area Council, Uh and you've stooped down to the Cowboy Kyle level. What's up with that? Well, scouting is fun. Okay, we're going to have to pull your your CEO card. Yeah, but listen, here's the deal. Me and Kyle. We got a lot more in common now than we ever did before. Ooh, now, that is sneak true. Peek. That is true. Ooh, a little sneak peek. Man, your reputation's just gone down. <laughs> We're going to have to. <laughs> oh, We're going to have goodness. to hoot about it here in a little bit. You there know, just go. remember, it takes it takes a lifetime to build a reputation, and it takes seconds to tear it down. Jeez, <laughs> <Sean, geez. laughs> Oh, my goodness. I've been, I'm being judged. <laughs> hey, Don't just, make us go I, back. I, just trying to look out Sean, for you. Sean. Trying to look out for you. Don't oh. make us go back. You know, Kyle. You, you, you know the. You know what I'm talking about, Kyle. Don't make us go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you go back, you know what Don't. Kyle used to be. His name was Big Nasty. So that you're was back your, when I was in high school. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't long ago though. It was oh, a long time ago. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, this show is already derailed. Let's get it back on, <laughs> on the railroad tracks. You talked about judging. I have to bring this up really quick. I can't do it as my what's up because obviously I have to talk about wood badges. My what's up? But my kid, a couple weeks ago, he goes, <laughs> "My kid, what you, he, he, said, he has a name, doesn't he?" He said, "My my child." <laughs> he said, "Kai Kai." If I ever die, will you erase my browser history on my phone? Are you serious? Yeah. And you know what oh I told him? Goodness! I think he had heard it on a, you know, like a YouTube video or something. How would you and, even? Uh, I would. No, I don't even know that. No, listen, Sean, let him finish. Let him finish. I said, I said, buddy, it won't matter. Jesus already knows. <laughs> he just kind of slumped down in his chair and went. Okay. Yeah, but mother doesn't. <laughs> he, he probably he probably fears his mother is bad or worse than anything. Oh, that's true. That's true. Goodness. Uh, you guys. Well, guys, we got a another uh, great show planned for today. But uh, before we get started, let's dive right into our what's up. Uh, and this is where we share one thing going on in our world. It can be about anything. It gives all of you, our listeners. The opportunity to get to know these crazy people a little bit better. So, Jared, what's up with Even you? Even better. Um, well, I'm very proud to say that since the time of our last podcast recording, we have had the first Pack 4 official kickoff meeting. There you go. Which is our brand new Cosmo Pack that I'm a part of and helping with, along with 
Jim Dodrell and Colin Reimer and Ellis Smith and a bunch of great folks. Y'all are out there um, at Reflection Riding, right? Out at at Reflection. So uh, very exciting. And uh, I have an an awesome picture of Theodore in his first official scout uniform. Now, I know everybody's thinking. Were you in yours? Well, yeah. Okay. I even bought one of the the new ones. So I would look like the, like, like, okay, we'll get to that. But anyway, so Sean. So I know everybody's thinking. There's nothing like a man in a Boy Scout uniform, you know. That's what I've always heard. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, so <laughs> I know everybody's thinking, well, Theodore did Cub Scouts last year. Well, he did. He was but a he lion, was a though. Lion. Yeah. So, so it was really cool to have him in his uniform with his neckerchief and his little hat. And we have this picture together. And he was just so happy and proud. And that made me happy and proud. And so, um, anyway, super cool. Is he getting ramped up for October for our Cub Scout Family Values camping trip? Oh, man. He's just so pumped. It's ridiculous. And the the family cost of this is continuing to rise. You know, the other day, he goes, he saw Miss Barbara, right? Mm -hmm. Barbara Edwards, because Barbara went and did the school talk at his school that he goes to. And he comes home, he goes... Hey, Dad. I said, well, I said, how did the talk go? Did you see anybody from Scouts today? He goes, oh, yeah. He said, that one lady was at my school talking about Cub Scout. I said, great. And he goes, yeah. He said, you know what, though? She said that when we go camping in the fall, it's two nights and three days. (laughs) And I said, well, it may not be quite that long. Uh Okay. And he's like, but why not? So thanks, Barbara. (laughs) And he's going through the handbook. He's got the tiger handbook, and he's going mm-hmm. through, and he's he's showing us all the stuff he wants to do. And we're like, Ooh, not sure if we're going to get to that, but you know, maybe we'll try. So now you're getting to experience what it's like to be on that side of yep. the table. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yep, both sides. So anyway, it's really cool and it's rewarding. And yes, Sean and Kyle, I made the decision, you know, because I have a uniform, right? Mm-hmm. And I've had I have several scout uniforms. And I made the decision. I was like, you know what? All the other new volunteers in my pack, like me, um, they're going to have to get a new uniform. So I'll, I want to make sure I don't look any different, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I went and bought one of the um, the uniforms. What CSP did you put on there? <sighs> Skymont 50th anniversary. Oh, okay. That was a nice patch. Along with, so how often do you wear this uniform? Every time we have a meeting. Oh, you do? Well, unless it's like an outdoor activity, you know, and we're, we'll, we're going to get Class B t-shirts when we do that. But um, And Lodge Flap, the matching Lodge oh, Flap. Oh, okay. 50th anniversary matching cool. Lodge Flap. All right. Damn. Thank you, uh, Taladin, the GNU 293. Mm-hmm. Heads up. The tally. Shout out. So Which anyway, just wrapped gone. up an ordeal. They did, yep. So thank you, Sean. By the way, uh, a week mm-hmm. or so ago when they had the Medal of Honor parade in downtown Chattanooga. Right. I saw the Boy Scouts uh, marking di- marching down the street. Yeah, as well. shout out to everybody who mm-hmm. attended that. We had you see that I think, close to a hundred people, yeah. uh, close to a hundred people that were there at various times. Some of them were just kind of on the sides, and then uh, Troop One Seventy Two had brought uh, a sign that said Troop One Seventy Two, and so they were like, "Hey, you want to march?" And they were like, "Yeah, we want to march." Mm-hmm. So a group of multi units, but led by uh, One Seventy Two, um, which was really cool. Here, I'll show you guys for the picture. Guys. This is me and Theodore. Oh yeah! Right oh my goodness! What do you think? Just yeah. you see, I'm in a uniform there, Sean. Yeah, I can't wait to see all up at SkyMon, all scouty and stuff you see, together. You see, I, I got pack committee chair on my Man. my shirt sleeve right Official. there. Wow, look at it! There you go. What you you think? got the the blue epaulets and everything. Oh yeah! Look at Theodore though. Look at that. He is happy. Isn't that cool? Look at that. Hmm. 
That's all. Sean, who does he? Sean's like, mm. who does he favor, you or your <laughs> wife? He looks like both of us, I guess. Okay. I mean, that's kind of like how kids turn out, right? No, not always. I mean, if <laughs> I hope he looks a little <laughs> bit like me. <laughs> Sorry, Ashley. <laughs> my kid looks nothing. Oh, wait. He's my bonus kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My what's up's over. <laughs> okay. uh, lucky for t- him. Is it your turn next, Sean? <laughs> no, we'll let you go. What's up with you? Well, I mean, I have to bring up uh, <laughs> what I've been into, and that is working on my wood badge. So I went to the first weekend. By the time this podcast comes out, I'll already be through my second weekend, but I haven't, now, you know, For those that are listening that may be like me, tell everybody what a wood badge is. So wood badge is the premier leadership training for adult leaders in the Boy Scouts of America. It's put on every other year by the Cherokee Area Council up at Skymont, and it is three days and then two or three weeks off, and then you go back for another two days. Uh, and it's just great leadership training. A lot of it is like corporate leadership training, like a lot of stuff that you would learn at a corporate leadership retreat, mm-hmm. but it's in a scouting setting and uh, it's super cool. I don't want to give away all the tradition that is Wood Badge, but it's pretty cool that you actually get to become a scout yourself mm-hmm. for those few days and you get put into, you know, you start as a Cub Scout and you get put into a patrol later in the first weekend. And then you get very excited about the patrol that you're in and you have a patrol leader just like they do in the Scouts BSA. And it's fun. Is there a Marriott a nearby? Of, Is that where you stayed? That would be Staff City. That's where we stayed weekend <laughs> one. Gotcha. Those, are, those are small cabins. Yeah. Yeah. small cabins yeah. uh, primitive, and then primitive cabins this upcoming Sean, weekend ideas they have hot water no okay there is a bathhouse well that steps away but yeah but not like in the no the no, no little cabin they you do saw, have electricity in them you remember when you went down to camp with us you remember that time it was some jeans i, I went for the slush <laughs> So <laughs> that's for you, Kyle. You went for the slush puppy. I went for I the slush puppy. I had to say it. I had to say it. But uh, remember, we walked down and we pointed you through the woods, and there was yes. like all the structures in the woods. Yes. That's Staff City out there. Yeah. They just call it. It's just about twenty cabins that are kind of in a circle around a bathhouse. Gotcha. And that's where the staff stays during the summer camp. But in yeah. the off season, we can use it for other things. But mm-hmm. we stayed there this time, and then this time. This upcoming time that I have already been to when this comes out, <laughs> we are camping, uh, and my patrol is staying in the Sunny Ridge campsite. That's where we're at. Hmm. So the real question is... <laughs> you already know. Who are you? I am a who, member who, who, who? of the Owl Patrol. Yes! And as you can tell, Jared Woo! is an owl as well. Super pumped. Super pumped. And hey, you Thanks know who Rob I, Miller. Thanks, Leslie Miller. You know Thanks who everybody. I didn't know was an owl? <laughs> Phil Ledbetter is an owl. Kevin Martin is an That's owl. That's right. Kevin Martin yeah. is an owl. Zach McCarty is an owl. <laughs> We're everywhere. So... Only, who, who? only, only wait, the wisest. Wait, 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 I mean, when do you, when does this ever stop for somebody like you, Kyle? I mean, how? how <laughs> does I mean, ever stop? Yeah how how many levels <laughs> higher can you go? I thought you was uh, already like the Mac Daddy in this thing. Well, Owls fly above the rest. Being being in a position in scouting is different than training in scouting, and you know, us as scouters, we say it all the time, but. Every scout deserves a trained leader. And I think this was just one more way that I could 
to get some more training. And what I think is super cool about it is when Wood Badge is over at Skymont, that doesn't end Wood Badge for you. You go back and work a thing called a ticket. And that is different goals that you have in scouting that you want to accomplish. Are you Wood Badge, Don't Jared? Do it. Are you Wood Badge, Jared? Yes. Yeah, that, that was kind of like what I was referencing is yeah. I'm also an owl. He's an owl. He was and in so the owl patrol really, and he took it. I was really excited because, um, and that's why I kind of like did this fake call out with Robin Leslie Miller. Because uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't have any control over what critters people get to be and what patrol in and um, I think they leave it up to the troop guides to kind of form the patrols and everything. And I don't get involved in that, but I was always hoping I'm like, man, it'd be really cool if Kyle was also an owl. He'd be <laughs> just like a- so anyways, Wood Badge <laughs> is a great opportunity for us as leaders to just get a little extra training. And it's stuff almost like earning your Eagle Scout. It's stuff that you can take on to other aspects of life. It's not just about scouting, but it's the way that we look at leadership in our everyday lives. Yeah, and I'll, so. and I'll, and I'll add, Sean, that um, many people on the pod, they know, you know, I was not a youth scout. I was not a member of the Boy Scouts when I was a kid. So um, going through Wood Badge when I did, and this was over a decade ago, uh, was a great opportunity for me to really see what the program at its ideal level is supposed to look like and and how it makes you feel as a participant so Mm -hmm. i would highly encourage any of our scout leaders or parents even to to go through wood badge and and take it it's a it's a great program it's a pretty serious commitment and uh you know it's pretty cool because afterwards you get a cool little critter is there at times i felt pretty overwhelmed by it but mm -hmm. in the same time i had so much fun the first weekend like i cannot wait to go back again like between getting to do a skit where I impersonated Jared Pickens <laughs> there to, you know, singing the Back to Gilwell song to even, which is probably my favorite, you know, you cross over from Cub Scouts to Scouts BSA there and uh, Dan Cassegrand dressed up as Gru from Despicable <laughs> Me. And it was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. So, well, well now wait a minute. You said you impersonated yeah, Jared. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. Tell, yeah. How, how did that go? You got to share that. I'll, I'll let him. All right. Talk so about it. I saw. Well, I guess I didn't see. So Kyle had texted me uh, a picture of an owl spinning its head around, right? like Sunday after the course concluded. And so that was his way of saying, Hey, I'm an owl. And cause he knew I was. And so I sent back this, woo, awesome, real excited. And, uh, he was like, yeah, it's great. And then nothing like uh, nothing else happened until like 30 minutes later, I get this text from Kyle. He goes, Oh, Hey, by the way, uh, I may have done a skit and impersonated you. <laughs> so I called him. I was like, Hey, what's going on? He's like, well, I may have used you as a bit of a trope for how pressed your uniform is all the time and a few other things. So then, uh, then I was like, okay, that's cool. Like I'm honored, you know, to be, I mean, that's a great, that's high praise. Like when people are, are Mm -hmm. happily making fun of you, I feel like that's high praise. Yeah. And, uh, really genuinely. And so I was like, well, thanks for doing that. That's really cool. And, uh, then Wednesday that week, Brent showed me, Brent Baker showed me the video because there's a video that's in a wood badge only. So I guess if you go through wood badge, they'll show you the video. Yeah. Uh, but if not, you can't, um, is a video where Kyle impersonated me. Can you give us a little sample here? Kyle? Go ahead. Go ahead, Kyle. Hi everybody. 
I'm Jared Pickens, and I would like to welcome you out to the campfire that's coming up at OLPH where we're going to get kids in scouting and keep kids in scouting. Hey, I told you I would be brief. Hang on just a second. (laughs) So we're going to get kids in scouting and keep kids in scouting. One clap for me. (laughs) So, no, two claps. So, so, (laughs) one more clap. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's give the lady that cleans the restrooms a clap. You guys don't like my claps. So, so, but, but what you did? It sounds like a board meeting. But, but what you, I don't make y'all clap at the board meeting. No, it's but you like do that. those one clap deals sometimes. If I'm trying to, and I'm it thinking, up. let's just save it. Let's just Let's clap just all together it. when it's over. No, appreci- no appreciation ever for anybody. Okay, so what Kyle is not telling you is the funniest part of all this because. You've heard him on the podcast. Kyle will make fun of me for like that my uniform is pressed. I think right? I'm winning that uh, race though. What the making fun of me part? No, making fun of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but he true. makes fun yeah. of the uniform. So <clears throat> while he's doing this, literally whole skit, every time we're in a different group of scouters, I ask him about his creased. Yeah, uniform. and I'm like, what? Well, they go to the track everybody leaders. thinks it's funny. it's like a poly wool uniform. But anyway, so uh, and it is funny. So the whole time he's doing this whole skit, he has two people. And each of them are holding up the corners of his scout uniform so that they make points. <laughs> so there's implying that, that I have uh, now, he has remarkably there's times I uniform. even iron my t shirts. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. So that mean that could be Take considered that. a little You wanna know how I iron them? I turn the dryer back on and get one of them <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> hey, hey one serious question here before we move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh would you be considered a wood badger? Is that is that he would be considered wood badge trained yeah. after he but completes the courses, the two weekends of the course, and the work that he has to do afterwards. Yeah. But it's but you don't, but you wouldn't be a wood wood badger, no, because I think that would go well with what that is. Anyway, my question is: in the Cherokee area council, mm-hmm. how many have achieved this level that you have? Oh, I don't. Know. Well, we we do. I'm not there yet. Well, what I would say is. If he can, uh, <laughs> it's like the song thing. I was trying to make uh, Kyle oh, true. Uh, okay, so I get it now. Kyle was kind of <laughs> offended. I was trying to make you think of the song. Uh, about twenty-eight to thirty-six get trained in this every two years. Hmm. So the opportunity comes around once every two years. So Kyle is a part of. I think this particular class is thirty. Four, I think. Yeah, I think so. Thirty-four, thirty-five. And just because you do the two weekends doesn't mean that you have earned your beads, which is becoming wood badge trained. You have homework to do once you get back, and it right. all deals with ways that we can make scouting better in our community. So you so. earn beads? Is that what I heard you say? It's well, actually yeah. it goes back to the original wood badge held in Gilwell so, in London. So if you want to learn more. No, you, I think you I'm can good. Google it. No, I mean anyone listening. Like, oh, if you okay. want to learn more, yeah. um, you I'll can Google, Google it's a, Bullet it's a story. Badge, Boy Scouts. It's, yeah. a, it's a really interesting story. It all dates back to, as you said, Lord Robert Baden-Powell and some training programs from the very beginning of scouting. And hmm. um, so, you know, in scouting, we use patches and badges and, you know, buttons and all kinds of stuff to recognize achievement. And so when he's saying he earns his beads, that's just him talking about the thing which demonstrates that he completed it. They're yeah. actually wooden beads. Mm-hmm. Boy Scouts keep somebody in business that does embroidery. <laughs> you guys are all about those patches. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's some serious patch collectors in our area, too. I bet. And I'm becoming one again. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're becoming one again? I took a break. From from like last <laughs> no. Friday to this Monday? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're pretty into it. All right. Sorry, Sean. We're, we're, me and Kyle got carried away. Oh, that's that. okay. So uh, what's up with me? Uh, I'll, I'll do mine real quick here. Went on vacation to Mexico for my uh, wedding anniversary. Remembered the luggage. Vacation. Um, got the rings. Got the luggage. Yeah, we were all good. No issues. They're uh, already wearing the rings this time. <laughs> 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 so, for any of our new listeners, go back to the beginning beginning of the podcast like two years ago and you'll hear some really great stories so if you're new to the cast so, go back early and listen okay so i had a great time on vacation um man what do you think about my new studio here oh man the studio is great i like it it's fantastic mm-hmm. got a new studio since the, the last time we were together the optimize you studio i think yeah, is, the, it is. is the name now mm-hmm. it looks great look we got several tv screens and we can have up to five people here in the studio. We have two phone lines, and then we have a system called Clean Feed. We can bring others in if we need to. Hot dog. However, that wouldn't you know it wouldn't be a good idea to have that many people because it'd be kind of chaotic. But uh, yeah, uh, with the help of uh, Big Daddy Cow, Cowboy Cow, Cubmaster Cow, uh, he has <laughs> a lot of titles. Big nasty. Big nasty. Big nasty. Um, yeah. It's uh, set up pretty cool. The owl himself. And uh, then I'm getting ready to go to PCB, Panama City Beach, in Mm. a few days. All right. Or for a few days. Nice. So, yeah, life is uh, going well. And, uh, yeah. Anything else uh, of note on the family front? Uh, We have leased one of our houses out. So, um, my wife and I are about to be living in the same house all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's tell, exciting. Well let, well, let me tell you from me and Kyle's perspective, that, that, that's complicated. Yeah, yeah. So for those of us already living with well, our spouses. Well, we, she's got two dogs. <laughs> she's got two dogs, and they're wild Indians, and we... Uh, and they weren't coming to East Brainerd. We were going to leave them in Hickson. It's it's a long story. But anyway, it's, mm. it's been fun, but... Uh, We've been married over a year, so it'll be nice to be together uh, under one roof all the time. However, we have two completely different schedules uh, because she didn't get home till late being an, a news right. anchor. Sure. So anyway, life is good. That's great, man. Congratulations. That's so uh, this is wonderful. Thank you for hosting us as usual. This is an amazing space and um We'll try to maybe we'll get a picture to. or something. We've got a great guest joining us today. Uh, you want to give us a brief inside of who that will be sure we have uh dr rebecca ashford who's the president of chattanooga state community college right here in hamilton county and she's a wonderful individual going to talk to us a little bit about the college and what they got going on and some opportunities so looking forward to that okay sounds good all right it's time for a quick break for jared pickens Cubmaster kyle i'm sean whitfield and more scout on chattanooga to come after this brief message We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. Does your K through fifth grader like to hike, camp, and fish? How about making crafts and playing games? Well, it's time for them to make some friendships that can last a lifetime. Come join us for a wild ride (laughs) and adventure on with Cub Scouts. Go to BeASCout.org for more info on this exciting experience. Hey, this is Remy. I'm a Cub Scout, and I approve of this message. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Whitfield, along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. And gentlemen, today we have a guest joining us here in the studio. 
And really looking forward to this conversation, and that's with Dr. Rebecca Ashford. She is the president of Chattanooga State Community College. Hello, Dr. Ashford. Hello. Thank you for having me today. I, I'm excited about our conversation. Go Tigers, right? That's right. Go Tigers. <laughs> so I was saving it for the cast. I am a Tiger. Oh, Are good. you really? I am. I went to Chattanooga State and earned my associate's degree in uh, communications there. Wonderful. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah, got my internship at US 101, which I work for now my sophomore year there and have been there ever since. I've been there 18 years now, and that's all thanks to the communications department so, at Chattanooga wonderful. State. Wonderful. Well, so, congratulations, alum. Thank so you. So you're saying that Chat State put the cowboy in Cowboy Kyle? They did. And right. actually, it was Big Daddy Kyle back then. <laughs> I, I was going <laughs> to say. That's still what that's Sean awesome. calls yeah, that, when, yeah. when, when Kyle began his radio career, it was Big Daddy Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. I was 20 years old. Actually, let's tell everybody I was 16 years old. I started college really young. You <laughs> so, Dr. Ashford, uh, let's start. What brought you to Chattanooga? I mean, I know the job brought you to Chattanooga, yeah, but yeah. what? how did all that come together? And what year was this that Chattanooga began in your life? So I came to Chattanooga State in 2017, that July as um, president there, replacing Flora Tidings, who'd gone on to be the chancellor of the Tennessee Board of Regents System. So I'm very proud to have been hired by um, the previous president. So that makes me very happy. So I had been previously at Pellissippi State in Knoxville. I was there for nine years as vice president for student affairs. I had been a couple years before that in upstate New York, but I'm from Florida originally, which is where I started my career and did all of my education is in central Florida. So do you ever miss living in Florida? Or you? Oh, July, February, <laughs> March, part of April. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sorry, January, I should have said. So yeah. uh, you, you got the offer to become president in 2017 mm -hmm. at Chattanooga State. Um, what was that like? I mean, what was the first oh, year like? Oh, it was like? surreal. So, um, well, first of all, someone, I had gotten an email from a headhunter saying someone had nominated me to apply. And I was like, oh, well, okay, whatever. <laughs> I thought, okay, I'll, I'll brush up my resume. That'll be good to just update my resume, write a strong, you know, write a cover letter, get that, flex that muscle. And, and, you know, they won't ever call me, but I'll have an updated resume and a, and a cover letter. And, and um, lo and behold, I got an interview and I thought, okay, well, let me go in, do this first level interview. It's just an hour. I'll never see them again. But I just don't want to embarrass myself because there's going to be people, you know, I work with these people from across the state. And I don't want to embarrass myself. I'll see them again. And that went well. And I got called back for another interview. And, and um, then it was like, oh, this is serious. And uh, so anyhow... Um, I was so blessed. My kids were 12 and 10 at the time, which was, um, they were both, and my husband, and they, all three of my, my two daughters and my husband, they're all very encouraging. Yes, yes, apply. And then, uh, you know, I got the offer and we sat down and talked about it as a family and decided, yes, this was Chattanooga was a place to be. And it's been a good place for our family. As far as the quality of life, Chattanooga has to offer. Did you know much about Chattanooga before coming here? Of course, I had visited a time or two, mostly for meetings. Uh -huh. <laughs> Most of my experience with other any other part of Tennessee except for where I live is a meeting. Um, so, um, but I knew that um, 
you know, I like the location in that it's, you know, you're a couple hours from Nashville, a couple hours from Atlanta. And, um, but no, I didn't really know a whole lot about living here. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be very, very similar to Knoxville. And it is in some ways and in some other significant ways it's not. But, you know, what was so neat is because my kids were preteens, which is the 12. I don't ever recommend moving with a 12-year-old girl. (laughs) 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 That first year I heard a lot of, I hate you. You ruined my life. Um, I was wondering about that because that's a tough age. That's a tough age. The 10-year-old was a little more um, pliable. But after about a year, the 10-year-old said to us, because she started climbing, Mm. climbing gym downtown, and she loves it. And one day we're driving um, out out on the highway along um, along uh, downtown, and of course you can see the aquarium and the climbing gym and everything. And she said, "I always want to live in Chattanooga." <laughs> nice. And I was like, "Yes." And then you told the other one, you were like, "Hey, what's up with you? Did you hear what your sister? You know, said? your sister's on it. <laughs> That's right. She's all over this." Well, did you know that actually Jared started in Knoxville? And then got smart and moved to Chattanooga. (laughs) There was a couple of years in there that he was in Oklahoma. I know where you're going. This is true. My Oklahoma exile. We've talked about it on the show before. Thank you, Kyle. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, we're glad you're here. I've I've gotten to know Dr. Ashford a little bit from downtown Rotary Club. And I tell you, you're just such a committed community member. And I'm really, you know, Sean and Kyle, you guys probably know a lot about, you know, what community college in the state and Tennessee has a strong commitment to community college. Um, But just interested in what fun stuff you guys have going right now that you could tell us about. We have so many fun things going on all the time. So um, we are just some fun facts about Chattanooga State that make us a little unique. First of all, our biggest unique, our uniqueness is that Chattanooga State is the only community college in the state where the TCAT is actually part of the community college. We're not just on the same piece of ground. We are the same administrative structure, which makes us really strong in that a student can um, has more options, can kind of go in and out between the various programs, and that makes us very unique. Um, in fact, I was just having, I just was at a, conference downtown and talking to a colleague from across the state and talking about the benefits of that but you know as far as the students get a higher degree of services um there's it 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 helps streamline administrative processes so it's a really good thing and it's a good thing for workforce in the community as well because we can kind of come come um, both partners to the table both what would have been separate partners in other communities and to to uh, meet workforce needs so that's very exciting. And on the TCAT front, actually, we're about to finish a building, an advanced manufacturing building that we've been watching go up over the last um, few years. In fact, in 2020, when we were shut down for the pandemic and then in that legislative session, the TCAT Building 5, that's the non-exciting name, the Advanced Manufacturing <laughs> Building, <laughs> was the only um, big state project approved for the community colleges and technical wow. college system. So we were just blessed and very excited that our legislative delegation really pushed that through, and we're grateful to them for that. So anyway, that's about to finish, um, which will help us to really integrate some of the training that happens um, in various um, 
separated programs and they'll have some shared labs it'll be we'll be able to um, expand some of the training that we're doing in medical assisting and um, uh, lpn and you know the practical nursing side so it's it's a that's an exciting thing also um also on the tcat front because our governor has been very focused on tcats and um, workforce development um and training in that the TCAT system offers. So the TCAT system um, statewide was awarded uh, $1 billion to complete the master plan. So yeah. we'll be completing another building on in Chattanooga plus another building in Ray County. Um, and then um, we will be converting a space um, that currently houses our, our diesel engine program will become an electric vehicle lab. And our diesel engine is about to move out to a space in Saudi Daisy where we're moving truck driving. So anything kind of transportation, truck driving is going to go to Saudi Daisy. So that's that's perfect because then like for, you know, truck driving, you can teach them how to fix it. And then he can send it exactly. down 111 in the dumb lab and say, all right, you got runoff ramps, you know. <laughs> That's right. And then, you know, another really exciting thing that I'm I'm just so incredibly proud of is that we just launched and got approval for this summer the state's first ever um, electric vehicle engineering associate in applied science degree oh wow wow so that's we developed that in partnership with um, vw with volkswagen and uh, so our first cohort of cohort of students has started in that um, this fall so we're really excited about that and then we hope to in 2025 start the program in on the chattanooga campus and so it, a lot of exciting things so happening. In I kind of hear you, hear you saying that whether you are on board with electric cars or not as a citizen of this country, you better get on board because it's going to be here and it's here to stay. Well, that's what all the manufacturers are doing. <laughs> <laughs> they're saying they're not going to be making the internal combustion engines much longer. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm still I'm 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 still not completely Sean. It's okay. It's on board with electric. It doesn't really matter what I think. We'll, we'll support you. Me and he's Kyle, a traditionalist. We'll yeah, we know. Yeah, <laughs> we, we know. I I, I'm just gonna change. wait a few years. I just want to a few more charging stations available. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a few more iterations of the cars to go through. <laughs> well, Kyle will laugh at this um, because he knows my wife is an active listener of the show. But something we've been having a discussion about lately is that I need a new vehicle. And we've been having this discussion for, as Kyle knows, several years as I oscillate between what I'm thinking about. And lately, Sean, I looked at Ford F-150s, right? Did That's you, a big change from what you got now. <laughs> I was going to say, big change, the, big change with the roller skate. So uh, <laughs> you look, you look like you're in a Shriners <laughs> convention parade with what you're driving. I, I, have my, I have my big clown <laughs> shoes in the back. You know, I just put them on. Um, the Ford F-150s, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Ashford. That's okay. <laughs> You'll have to modify that. <laughs> you good? Yeah. Okay, you sure? I'm good. So, um, Sean, the new Ford F 150s come with a hybrid electric engine, and from zero to 10 miles an hour, the electric runs, and then 10 miles and up per hour, the full gas engine runs. Yeah, but so it's in there, you wouldn't even know. Here's the big question. 
you're going to have to get a second job to be able to afford it. Well, I, I was just hoping you, you know, throw something my way. That, that's yeah. the other thing. <laughs> part-time work. Is electric vehicles are so expensive. Oh, from my understanding, is all cars are so expensive. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> like, that's well, the truth. Well, oh, my heavens. Well, they they are, true. but even the electric vehicles are even more, though. And uh, so that's one of the things. There, there's a number of things that I've still questioning with electric vehicles but you're right it is it is the future yeah well and here's the thing for the work that we do we we serve not just our students on campus we serve the wider community and a huge piece of what of the community we serve are the employers and when a major employer comes to us and says we need a training program in this in electric vehicle or manufacturing in in um um, in industrial maintenance or, you know, anything that they need, we need to provide that for them. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if that's the way we're go- they're going, that's the way we go as well. And um, so not just with Volkswagen here in our community, but of course you've got Nissan up the road um, in the Nashville area, plus um, big oval city coming out west yeah um being built right now um for the ford plant which will also eventually be or i think that one will actually be completely electric vehicle well wasn't chattanooga state part of the commitment to volkswagen to encourage them to come here yeah as far as the commitment from the state from the college from the city of chattanooga hamilton county to be able to provide a workforce yeah educated yeah so you know one of the really exciting parts about working in community college education is or any level of education is that when an employer is looking for a place to locate so if they're if there's a big organization a big employer from out of state or out of the country and they're deciding we're going to we are finding a new location they will, they have these site selecting teams, selection teams, and of course they work with the state on that. And um, not only are they looking for land and, um, you know, that has electric and that has sewage and, <laughs> and all of that, but they're also looking for where will I get my workforce? And so oftentimes that we Chattanooga State, we're so blessed that we get to be part of those conversations with potential new employers to say, this is what we could provide for you. So, um, of course, I wasn't at the college when that first happened, yeah. but I'm, I'm proud that we've been a major training partner with uh, VW since they came to, to Chattanooga. Did the pandemic affect students going to college? Oh, and, absolutely. And, and with that, has Chattanooga State recovered from that? So we are recovering. So, so let me go back a little before pandemic or what traditionally has happened. So traditionally, when employment, when unemployment is high, our enrollment goes up. So when people are not working as much when people are losing their jobs or employees aren't hiring, aren't hiring as much, our enrollment goes up. And when employment is strong, our enrollment goes down. So of course, no one knew what to expect with the pandemic. You know, luckily we'd never gone through something like mm. that before in, in any of our lives. And hopefully we won't again. Um, 
so we saw this weird thing happening where, as you all know, you know, employers, uh, retail employers and restaurants or, you know, fast food restaurants and grocery stores started paying lots of money hmm. to get people to come to work. And so we then we had students who are like, I don't really want to go to school online. For some students, it was their preference. They were thrilled. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but a lot of students didn't want to be online. Um, we had parents, um, you know, we serve uh, not just the students who are right out of high school, but we serve um, non-traditional age students, and many of them are parents. And if they can't find daycare, they don't really have the luxury of being in school. So what we saw, and this was true of community colleges across the nation, is we saw a huge enrollment hit um, during the, the during the pandemic. And this fall, I'm pleased to say we are finally starting an uptick. And that's also a nationwide, a nationwide trend. Community college's enrollment is starting to go back up. How many students are at Chat State? So on the, on the community college credit side, I'm using air quotes for our listeners, um, we are about 6,600 students. And for the TCAT, the technical college piece of, uh, side of things, about 1,000. And um, our highest on the community college side, we were at 11,000 in um, tw 2011. Because remember, the economy was really bad then. And um, community college enrollment nationally was just off the charts. Okay, so I know a little bit more about you than all your fantastic work at Chat State. One of those things is you are really an outdoors woman. That you are just an active person. And, <laughs> I'm active. I'm and, very active. And so tell us a little bit about what you enjoy doing active around town here. Oh, gosh. Well, um, I live on Signal Mountain, so mostly it's going on well, trails in Signal Mountain. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I work a lot, so I'm not out doing a whole lot of things on the weekends. Um, but, um, you know, I have a weird workout routine that happens. I, I get up at 3 a.m. on the work days and, and I, I start by actually walking outside for 45 minutes to an hour before the actual workout starts. And uh, so that's, that's kind of it. But, um, um, but I really enjoy getting out and, and seeing the beauty that's, that's around here, you know, going to, to, um, all the little, uh, little waterfall areas, especially up on Signal Mountain. And, you know, my, now that my kids are a little bigger, I'm not doing it as much because, you know, it's embarrassing to be seen with their mother <laughs> and they're not as interested in getting wet on a hot day <laughs> anymore. Um, but mostly, I'm mostly on signal and staying close to home. And yeah. tell us about your awareness or any experience in scouting, you know, anybody, you know, maybe you were involved in at the time we weren't available to young women. So sorry yeah. about that. We are yeah. now. Um, but, you know, what's your association with scouting, if any? I've never been a Girl Scout. Uh, you know, my sister was a, I think she was a brownie and maybe she did Girl Scouts a little bit after that. But, you know, uh, for me personally, I hadn't had a lot of experience with it. Um, just mostly watching um, friends and, and people growing up being involved with Scouts. Well, I, I, I think I had sent something over and this is really for, for Kyle and Sean. I had sent something over to Dr. Ashford shortly after a conversation we had a few months ago. Um, you know, we ask all of our Eagle Scout applicants 
to submit a letter of life ambition um, mm-hmm. along with their application. Kyle, you probably remember writing yours back in the day. I and do. they talk about, you know, what they want to do and, and some of, you know, why they think they want to do what they want to do. And there was this one Eagle Scout that crossed my desk and they were doing dual enrollment classes yes. at Chat State and had become interested in a field that um, was, I think, fairly technical due to that. And I thought that was really interesting, Sean, because it's like, all right, it's great to see our young people being aware of some of these great opportunities because I don't know about you guys, you know, I never considered or was aware of some of these great opportunities. And I know a lot has changed since I was in high school. Hold your laughter, Kyle. Um, it was a bit ago um, with you can get two free years of community college in the state yeah, of Tennessee. Now, so, right? like, um, that's a, that was not a thing. Yeah. So speaking of dual enrollment, so we have a very strong um, dual enrollment um, population. In fact, about 25 percent of our overall enrollment are high school students. And some of those students are taking your math and English and history type classes, but others are taking very career focused mechatronics um, type classes, healthcare type classes. And um, so I'm really proud of that. And it provides a nice pathway for students. And then, yes, with Tennessee Promise, once a high school student graduates, that student can get two years. It's a last dollar scholarship, but it's, they can get um, their two year degree at a community college at tuition free, which is very exciting. And uh, there's also a, an adult version of that for students who, for adults who are 24 and old, older who do not have a degree, um, can also go to the first, go um, get a last dollar scholarship and get their tuition paid for. So it's a really good opportunity for folks who are wanting to affordably attend college. So, what advice would you have out there for parents of scouts? You know, we, we have most of our listeners are adults who have kids yeah. in scouting or are scout leaders and they run into kids who have questions and, and want to know what their options are. What advice would you give to parents or leaders that are in that oh, situation? There's, there's lots of different things here, but certainly having a conversation with the high school guidance counselor to find out what's available or even to express interest that they're available. And if enough parents at a particular school are, are interested in a particular area um, maybe it could get started coming out and speaking with us at chat state about what they're interested in you know i'm really excited about this i have this pipe dream after jared and i met in my office and we talked about all the badges and you sent me the link to the website with all the different badges on there i'm like wouldn't it be so cool to have these badges where the students could actually take some classes, whether they're college credit classes or just get their hands wet and see if they like it in areas related to um, any anything where you have a badge. And in so many of the areas where there's a badge, we have a, a, a program or classes that meet up like automotive and electrical and I think culinary. And I'm trying to remember all the various ones. But anyway, I just think that would be a wonderful way to get a badge um, to also get college credit for that. Um, But, you know, high school students have the opportunity and they get um, five dual enrollment classes for free. There's a state grant that pays for that. And that's a great way to get not only get a jump start on college so that once you actually graduate from high school, college would take less time and less money. Um, But also it could be a way to actually get a certification in a career um, in a technical area, if that's what the student is interested in, so that when they complete high school, 
they're ready to actually make some money while they continue their education in college. So it's just a great opportunity. I'm, I'm very fortunate. My daughter took advantage of uh, my, uh, I have a daughter at Chet State full time. And when she was in high school, she took advantage of dual enrollment. And that really put her far out ahead towards getting her degree um, because of it. Dr. Ashford, what do you see the future being for you in the next five years? Well, I want to, for me personally, continue at Chet State. I, um, I, I feel like we are, I've been there for six years. I'm in my seventh year. And I have never felt better about where we are than I do right now. Um, even with the pandemic, I think that, you know, it was a struggle and we still struggle with some things, but I think it made us ultimately better. You know, we've implemented some major changes. Like um, a couple of years ago, we implemented a a transition from a traditional 15 week semester to seven weeks. And we've seen our student success rates um, increase substantially because of that. Um, So I'm really wanting to, to take the college to the next level in terms of helping, um, helping people to earn credentials that change their lives. You know, no longer is the conversation on campus just about, well, did someone complete a degree or a certificate? Well, how did being here and getting a credential, how did that improve their lives? Do they make more money now? Are they able to support their families? Um, I'm wanting to make sure that there are pathways for students who take non-credit classes um, in in that area of the college, TCAT credit, that that we have very seamless pipelines for those students to complete um, credentials where they build on them. So in other words, like right now, we offer a Google IT training program for non-credit. It's six weeks. So someone could come in with absolutely no college, no education, and take a six-week training program and come out making a sustainable wage. And then they say, okay, because, you know, because most of our adult students, you know, they don't have two or four years to wait to start making money. They need to earn a living now. And then they can add on to that and get a TCAT credential. They can get a degree and then they can go on and get a, a, a bachelor's degree. And same thing for the traditional high school student. You know, students in um, coming out of high school, you know, a lot of families don't realize that at the community college, you can get the first half of a bachelor's degree. All the same courses that are required in the uh, freshman and sophomore year at the university, we offer. And then as long as the student, you know, takes the right prereqs for their major with us, which we offer, there's Tennessee transfer pathways, plus we have lots of articulation agreements um, outside of those with University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, other universities, TTU is another big one. And um, students can come to us for a much more affordable price and um, then go on to the university after their time with us. And you mentioned earlier about the fact that you can go for two years. Yes. And the state's going to provide that funding. Mm -hmm. That last dollar scholarship. To me, that is such a blessing to young people today because you just think about how many students, and we hear this all the time in the national media, get their education and then they're stuck with all this student debt. Yes, yes. And then they have to spend the first 
five or ten years of their career paying off debt. Yeah, and that you now you are speaking my language because <laughs> um, I'm such a firm believer in not borrowing money for anything, but particularly for going to college because there's just no reason to. Yeah. Um, especially in a state like Tennessee, where you can get the first half for free. Um, then you can go on, to, you know, we, the, and many of the universities have specific transfer student scholarships that make it incredibly affordable to transfer on, plus other state and federal aid to continue on. Um, so really, you know, college choice has everything to do with the connection with, with the student loan crisis that we have in this country. I think, what is it, like $2 billion or something? It, it's surpassed credit card debt. Although, yeah, and you use the word crisis, and mm -hmm. it is a crisis. It is a crisis. You know, I um, I hear stories all the time. I'm a, I'm a, I, there's a podcast I listen to all the time that relates to um, financial uh, finances and talk a lot about student loan debt. And when you hear people call in who are 60 years old, and still paying on their student loans. And, you know, you have to think about what, what was the return on that investment? Um, mm -hmm. And was it an investment at all, especially if you're paying exponentially more um, because of interest than you ever would have? So, so just quick observation, if you don't mind, Sean. I've talked to a lot of higher education professionals. I don't think I've ever heard one be as candid as Dr. Ashford is about that debt debt ratio and the balance of that and th and that's not a negative for all those others i just think they're more focused on like hey what is what do we say about us how do yeah. we how do we get us how do we get kids here and so th i i just want to take that time out and say how remarkable it is you're thinking about the individual um so kudos to well, you well exactly you know it's all about again did we improve your life because you were here i feel like if you've taken on you know Fifty, sixty thousand dollars, even more, of student loan debt. I don't think your life is better. Yeah, I, I listen to Dave Ramsey a lot, and uh, I, I mean, <laughs> me too. I, yeah, I, I'm a believer. <laughs> I, I, I'm a believer in his principles, and he talks about student debt almost daily. Yes, it comes up, and so many young people don't take that serious, or maybe they they're not educated enough to know how serious it is yeah uh that they're sort of naive to what they're getting into right. so that, that i i really appreciate that that's the you know the, the belief you have well it certainly is and you know i i try to in my personal life and and when i talk to folks you know think about think about yourself 10 years from now or 20 years from now do you want you want that person to look back and go, god i was so smart that was such yeah. a good decision I made. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, that's actually one of the reasons why I went to Chattanooga State to begin with is I grew up in Georgia, and I don't know about now, but there was a out-of-state tuition waiver yes. at Chattanooga mm -hmm. State to where, because I lived in Dade County, yeah. a neighboring county of Tennessee, I was able to go for Absolutely. the in-state tuition, and that really helped my parents be able to afford college for me. And I really enjoyed my time at Chattanooga State. And I know it has grown exponentially, you know, since I was there 2004 through 2006, something like yeah. that. Um, so to see it grow and to see it prosper definitely makes me happy 
to to see the expansions that are happening happening over there every single year. Well, I, I I'm grateful for that endorsement. Thank you so much. No problem. And I'll tell anybody to go go Tigers. That's right. <laughs> and a scout is thrifty. Bingo. I am a scout at heart. <laughs> <laughs> a scout is thrifty. They are in their own way. <laughs> Dr. Ashford, in closing here, for anyone out there listening that would like to seek out more information, uh, perhaps it's a young person that's listening and they are interested in some of these things that we've talked about and they would like to seek out more information. How should they get started? Well, first of all, start by going to our website, www.chattanoogastate.edu, and you can um, click on you can request information on our website and um, we're happy to reach out to students and and talk to them and and help them get connected with us come and take a tour is a great way to get started we offer tours i think daily maybe multiple times a day we have mm-hmm. lots of tour groups walking around and and i really do recommend you take a tour um because you know the one thing i hear all the time when um when i bring folks from the community on campus and they they take a tour and see some of the programs that we offer every time they walk away and say i had no idea you had all of this here and it's pretty it is very pretty they got a a pond or do you call it a lake oh no it's a pond (laughs) (laughs) i mean it really is i i can't remember the first time it was several years ago that i went over there and i was like you know it's kind of out of the way so unless you go over there and look at it, because it's a big campus, it's not yeah. like they could have just dropped it in downtown, you know, and uh, it really is scenic and beautiful and it's some state of the art facilities. So yeah, it's, it's very park like, actually, it's, it's, it is beautiful. So yeah. and I thank you for that. Well, thank you for coming and spending thank some time you. with us and sharing your story. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the You're opportunity. You're very welcome. All right. It's time for a quick break for Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle. I'm Sean Whitfield and more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. Did you hear that? The outdoors are calling. Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Camping, hiking, shooting sports, wilderness survival, and so much more. Your new adventure is waiting for you in a Scouts BSA troop. Go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com to find your path to youth leadership. And now, Scout on Chattanooga's Campfire Conversation. A sit-down with a real-life scout with an incredible story. All right, and welcome into this month's Campfire Conversation, uh, where we talk to scouts and scouters about real scouty kind of things. And a lot of y'all have been kind of following my wood badge journey with me, and I wanted actually to bring on um, one of my patrol mates for Wood Badge, and that is Wayne Williams. Uh, now, Wayne, you're part of the Owl Patrol and Wood Badge, but I want to know what all you do outside of Wood Badge first. Well, first off, I'm a Scoutmaster or Assistant Scoutmaster with Troop 223 out of Hickson, okay. and we are also starting a venture crew in Saudi Daisy. Um, it's IB Crew 4, I'm sponsored by Ivy Academy PTO. Oh, very cool. Those are the two main things. And then um, also I'm on a special needs committee and the shooting sports committee. And um, you also have been in scouts for quite some time. In fact, as well as myself, you went through as a youth, right? Yes. I started in 
1982, which would be 41 years ago, and have been registered ever since. Started out as a Cub Scout, went through the scouting program, and then have been involved with three different councils, Middle Tennessee, Knoxville, and now Chattanooga. And um, whenever you went through your youth scouting, what's kind of one memory that really sticks out in your mind as being some of, you know, one of your favorite or some of your favorite? Gosh, there's been so many. Working at summer camp was probably one of the one of the most exciting because you just never knew what was going to go on. And and summer camp was awesome. Philmont, I got to go to Philmont and then Jamboree a couple of times and several different NOACs and just all those big events, seeing people from all over the country, all over the world was just really, really awesome. But you had never taken Wood Badge. No, I have never taken Wood Badge. And I had ever actually had anybody ask me about Wood Badge until about a year ago. And they said, why don't you come do Wood Badge? And I was like, well, sure, I'll give it a shot. And so here we are today. So what did you think, um, like coming into Wood Badge through all of, you know, everybody talking about it, all of, you know, the critter pride and all that sort of stuff that you saw before Wood Badge? What did you think that this was going to be before you ever stepped foot uh, onto Skymont that Friday morning? I knew it was going to be training and and. I tried to convince myself I would not go critter crazy like you see a lot of these wood badgers do. Well, yeah, that we'll see how far that goes. But um, <laughs> I just had no idea really what to expect. I was like, okay, we're going to try and we're going to sit in some boring meetings, sit and maybe do some activities, but had no idea to the extent that that first Friday morning when we showed up there at seven o'clock and it was just amazing. It was nonstop quality training. It was nothing like I've ever done before. So without breaking tradition, what was uh, probably one of the big um, turning points for you in that first weekend at Wood Badge? Like what was a big aha moment for you? Probably just the way our patrol came together. And there's what, five of us that really never had met each other before. Mm-hmm. And we just came together like we'd been friends and and fellow scatters for years and it was that was just really amazing to me um just the way we we hit it off and we clicked and we started going and working together and planning and all the different wood badge things that we had to do yeah and you know i would say i would reiterate that as well so if you missed it wayne and i are in the same owl patrol uh at wood badge and uh Wayne, you and I knew each other. We served on committees and stuff together, but um, our other people and we've never been around. And to be honest, Wayne, you and I really haven't had that much time to spend just sitting around talking other than actual talking committee stuff, too. So it really was surprising how fast we came together as a team. The, the camaraderie was is just amazing. And and it's not just within our patrol. It is through the whole group that was there at the Wood Badge. The the leaders is it's just it's really cool how how it's done. And I encourage anybody, don't wait 30, 40 years to do it. Do it now. Sign up. Next chance you can get. Well, you know, we only do Wood Badge every two years. So if you're going to be looking to take the next Wood Badge, then that will be in 2025, just so everybody knows. So go ahead and make plans to get in on that. Um, 
throughout the weekend, it was an incredible time, pretty overwhelming at times at the amount of stuff that we were going through. Um, at any point in time, did you feel so overwhelmed that you just wanted to, to stop? Or do you think that your team and myself included, we all did a pretty good job of keeping each other's minds straight? I think we did a great job of keeping our minds straight. <laughs> As several people have asked, how was it? And the first word I could think of was intense. It was just extremely intense. I don't know that I ever felt the that I wanted to give up on it. It just, I wanted more, actually, as we went through there, just more training and, and what were they going to have next for us to do. Um, the staff that put it on was, I've not seen that quality training. I've seen these folks before in scouting events here in the, the council, and it's like, oh, hey, and just never realized that, that what it takes to put on a wood badge and, and the training that we'd get from these folks. Right. Mm -hmm. So part of getting in wood badge is becoming a patrol. We're the owl patrol and you serve in leadership roles, just like you would in scouts BSA. Now what leadership roles have you served in so far, Wayne? I did scribe and patrol leader. And I think assistant patrol leader, maybe. And, and right yeah. now I'm serving as patrol leader. Um, between the, the interim between the two weekends and um, it's just helping organize things and, and just like you would do in a troop, just like a scout would do in a, do in a troop we're doing as adults. So actually speaking of po patrol leader, you're our patrol leader through the beginning of the second weekend. Now, when this podcast comes out, everybody, just so you know, Wayne and I would have already been through the second week of Wood Badge, but we wanted to give you a preview of what the in-between felt like. Mm -hmm. So actually tonight we have another patrol meeting. Now, what do you think we're going to talk about during that, Wayne? Like, how, what are we doing to prepare for the next weekend? We've already talked about, we've met once already, and we've kind of talked about what food we're going to eat. We're just going to make sure everybody's prepared and ready to come up there and and dive into the curriculum again and what we're going to learn. Um, we're going to have, we're working with another patrol, and um, we decided to go that route because you just don't know what you're going to have to do. And um, we're yeah, just going to work with the other patrol. And that's a great point. Um, we've already worked through all of our food. Wood Badge works like this. The first weekend you're up there, you're staying in the small cabins in Staff City. If you've never been to Skymont, those are where the staff stays during summer camp. Um, so that's weekend one. But weekend two, you're actually out in the campsites at Skymont Scout Reservation, and you're camping all weekend with your patrol and in the same campsite as another patrol, but you're still doing all sorts of troop activities and that sort of stuff throughout camp as well. So uh, it can be almost as intense, but just in a different kind of intenseness, I feel like. <laughs> yes, I, I just don't even know what to expect. Uh, you can, you get and you start trying to read through between the lines, but you just can't figure out what's going to happen next. And it's, it's great not knowing what's going to happen next because you know it's going to be good but you just don't know well see that's funny um i hate not knowing what's next like that's one of my flaws i guess you would say and yeah. 
I'm actually looking forward to see what's next, you know, going through our um, guidebooks and everything that we were given when we first got there, going through those and reading more, you know, about some of the stuff that we're going to be doing, but it doesn't really tell you exactly what we're going to be doing. Yeah, so, exactly. a lot to learn. They keep a lot of the papers out of there until right after the event before you get your worksheet. Um, so, pretty cool. You've been working on your wood badge ticket. We haven't brought that up, but could you explain to our listeners what a wood badge ticket is? So, as you go through wood badge, you have to come up with a ticket. And a ticket is five goals that you're going to do to help your units your council, your district, even yourself, how you can improve any of those parts of your scouting program. Um, and a lot of it is is giving back to your council, your units, your districts. It's, it's a couple of mine are about training the local folks at my district or my, not my district, my troop and crew. Um, one of mine is making some improvements at Skymont or looking at possible improvements at Skymont. So, it can be almost anything and they don't discourage much. They let you just kind of go with what you think and what you want to do, how it's going to improve um, your scouting experience. And they want to push how you're going to improve the scouting experience for um, other scouters, the youth, um, that type of thing. So I'm not going to ask you all five of your goals, but I would like to hear what is the one goal that you're most excited about? I guess probably the goal that I'm hoping to get the most out of is some SkyMont improvements. Um, I'm going to go look at some other camps and see how they do accessibility at their camps and to get that group of folks to be able to access SkyMont. And so I'm going to look at their programs at other camps and then bring it back and make a proposal to SkyMont of how we can improve and get somebody that's in a wheelchair or or even just using a, a walker or anything like that, be able to get from the parking lot to the dining hall or to the the campfire, that type of thing. And I think that's awesome. And I'm sure that you'll be working closely with Ranger David and the entire Skymont crew up there to, you know, make sure we're following all of our camp school standards and that sort of stuff. And that's a pretty big goal, man. I'm excited to see where that one may take you. Yeah. And, and, what I was encouraged to do on the, the, the wood badge ticket, everybody would be encouraged, is come up with something that you don't have to like necessarily carry out, but you start that, you plant that seed for how is this going to take place um, with everybody else? How are you going to get? Because you don't want to rely for your wood badge ticket on getting it done with somebody else, but you can plant that seed of this needs to be done at Skymont and it would affect it this way it would help in this way and that's where i'm going with that with that particular wood badge ticket so i'm i'm excited to see see what what happens with it all right so before we wrap up um my big question is to anybody that has ever that's never taken wood badge uh and has always heard about the critter stories and heard about you know all of the pride that comes with it and the beads, what would you tell them if they were thinking about taking it uh, next time around? Come up with an idea of what you're going to do for your tickets, kind of have an idea ahead of time. Go into it with an open mind in the um, going to wood badge with an open mind. 
don't close your mind and say you're not going to get involved with the critter thing because you, you can't help it. You just can't help it. You're gonna you're gonna become an owl or a bear or a fox or whatever, and you're gonna everywhere you look, you're like, okay, is there for me? It's the owls. Where is there an owl here? Is there who is an owl? And I've spent many times looking through the council's websites and other resources trying to figure out who's an owl. Who was who was there before me, and mm-hmm. who who can I relate to now? I can tell you that we have fa- several famous local scouters that were owls did you know phil ledbetter the legend himself was an owl oh yes i've already contacted phil and i, I said guess what and so i got the official owl welcome from phil nice <laughs> and then jared pickens which uh we did a wonderful uh presentation about during wood <laughs> yes yes we did and he, I'm sure he's an owl will, i'm sure that folks will see that at some point um it, it might get out <laughs> probably well look folks uh if you're thinking about taking wood badge the next time that it's offered i highly encourage it i know wayne does as well okay. we've had an absolute blast it is certainly a commitment it is not just the five days up at skymont then you have 18 months to complete your ticket which is your five goals that you're working on um throughout wood badge and getting all of that sort of stuff completed so you have 18 months to earn those beads so just because you took wood badge doesn't mean that you get your beads you have to earn those bad boys if you hear anybody exactly. talking it's about a, it's not a two-week they are done you, you've got you make a commitment to to the scouting program and to yourself it's, it's exactly awesome. and it's it is definitely worth it i mean through all the laughs through all the intensity of you know the moment of the overwhelming amount of information you'd get at one point in time or another uh totally worth it i'm pretty sure they do that on purpose just to mess with your senses to, to see how you react don't you think Wayne? oh yeah for sure it's it's but you when you think about it we I walked into the scout meeting our scout meeting thursday night and it's a little chaotic and then you think well this is what we trained for last weekend at, at that wood badge is chaos, and how do you control it? Um, mm-hmm. And without giving away secrets, you'll 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 experience it all through wood badge for sure. <laughs> well, Wayne, thanks so much for joining us on Scout on Chattanooga. You're going to get the limited edition Council shoulder patch. I know you're excited about that, right? Oh yes, oh yes, <laughs> sure. It's all about the patches and scouting. As a matter of fact, Wayne is helping me with one of my goals is creating a Cub Scout patch trading table. Uh, and you'll be seeing more coming up at the Cub and fa- the Cub Cub Scout family values that's coming up at the end of October for Cub Scouts. And then we'll be bringing it back if you miss it in April for the uh, Super Skymont Brothers Cubbery as well. So more details coming on that as well. Wayne, my guest, thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to see you this weekend at Wood Badge. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. For more scouting spotlights or to get your son or daughter involved in scouting, go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back with the final word, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I'm Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Gentlemen, it is time for us to come to a close. Uh, So, Jared... What would uh, be your final comments on today's Scout on Chattanooga? Uh, Well, I think that I'm proud, Kyle, for 
beginning his wood badge adventure. Thank you. Super excited that he shares the same animal moniker as I do. It's really neat. And hey, I got to give a shout out to Ralph Maples, my troop guide. Good, good person. Cool. Best awesome. troop guide ever. Well done. And uh, thank you to Dr. Ashford for coming on the show. That was a really interesting conversation. And uh, especially I really appreciated her perspective on the balance between what is school worth versus what you're putting into it. So, you know, she made the comment that about 25 percent of their students were high school students. My daughter, uh, youngest, lives in Ringgold mm-hmm. and she is a senior this year at Heritage High School. However, she is not going to Heritage High School at, at all this year. Hmm. She's going every day to Dalton College. And when she graduates high school in May, she'll graduate with a high school diploma and an associate's business degree from Dalton College. Wow, very cool. That's so awesome. to imagine that you're a senior in high school and you can achieve the level of education that you can now, because you know, back when I was there 30 plus years ago, that wasn't possible. Right. Wow. Well, I do have a story that I want to share in a minute, but I, I want to do it after anything you and Kyle want to say. Kyle, did you have anything? I just, you know, I'm super excited about continuing my wood badge journey and then all of the council level events that we've got coming up this hmm. fall and then into the early spring. You know, two weeks of cub camping. Um, you know, we just wrapped up our fishing derby um, out at uh, Camp Jordan. And just a lot of cool things going on in scouting this fall. And just want to welcome, if you're new to scouting and maybe your scout or you just joined scouting in the last month or so, then we want to welcome you to our program. Absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah, definitely welcome to all the new families that are joining scouting right now. And as far as events and activities, Kyle, thank you for yours and Jennifer Strands and others' leadership. Excited to come out to the uh, um at, uh, Cub Scout Family Values. The Cub Scout Family Values, uh, yeah. In October, and uh, looking forward to that. Awesome patch I got a sneak peek of. And want to do a shameless plug for the Gathering of Eagles, which is on December the 7th, so go ahead and start putting it in your calendars. Um, the Gathering of Eagles is our annual recognition banquet where we honor the Eagle Scout class of this year. We award the Eagle Scout Project of the Year. Where there's three of those. Uh, we honor adult leaders who've achieved the Silver Beaver Award, which is the highest award a council can bestow on a local volunteer leader. And we award the National Outstanding Eagle Scout Award to an existing Eagle Scout for a lifetime of service in the community. And so excited to to, um, to tell you all about that. December the 7th is Thursday. It'll be at the Westin Downtown Chattanooga. Thank you for their help again. You can find out more information by going to CherokeeAreaBSA.com slash Gathering of Eagles, CherokeeAreaBSA.com slash Gathering of Eagles. What is the cost of that event? Well, it, that's a great point. If you earned your Eagle Scout this year or in November or December of last year, and you've not been to one of these, you and one parent or guardian get in for free. Okay. So, and all of our award recipients, they also get in for free. If you're coming to just support it, it's only $45, and that includes the the banquet location and all that stuff. So it's really nice. This is great food, really good food last year, I thought, and so it's well worth it. So please, and it's open to anyone. It's not just exclusively for Eagle Scouts. The point is we want to honor these young people for achieving that highest rank. So um, if you're a Scoutmaster, um, encourage your, your Scouts to come and see their peers. Maybe it'll help them drive their ambition to want to achieve that award. If you're a parent of a Cub Scout, same thing. You know, let them come see what older Scouts look like. 
And what I really love about it is gathering with some of my fellow Eagles before in a reception. Oh, the adult for Eagles. only yeah, reception. Yeah, the adult only mm-hmm. reception where, um, you know, Eagle alumni can get together and chat about the good old days. <laughs> that was really redneck, wasn't it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I how we've advanced to being a wood badger. Mark, Mark, Mark that cut edit. Is that what we say? Edit. <laughs> um, so, Sean, I mentioned earlier to you that I had a what to me was a really moving personal scouting story that I wanted to share at the end today. Is it okay if I go ahead and share that, or do you have any? Sure. Do I need tissue? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But um, I, I tell you, so not this last Saturday, but the Saturday before, I was really honored. Um, I got a email from a parent who, when I first started in Boy Scouts, um. I recruited their one of the first elementary schools that I ever recruited scouts at was Homestead Elementary in Crossville, Tennessee. Some of you may know it. It's right up Highway 127, about an hour and a half north of here. And uh, they invited me. I guess they found and they're like, hey, Brandon, the scout I had recruited is has earned his Eagle Scout. And we want to track you down because you recruited Brandon and see if you'd come to the Eagle Scout Corps of Honor. That's all. Awesome. And, uh, you know, I was like, wow, OK. You know, I'm really honored by that. I definitely want to try to go if I can, you know, let me know as soon as possible. And they ended up moving the date a couple of times, but I still ended up being able to go. So two Saturdays ago, I went, you know, over over uh, Walden Ridge and down in Squatchy Valley and all the way up Squatchy Valley and up to Crossville. And uh, I was looking forward to it, but I don't think that I think I underestimated how meaningful it really was. And the coolest thing about it I mean, I knew this family, right? I saw them at district activities. I remember what this young man was as a first grader, and, and now he's turning 18 and uh, has earned the Eagle Scout. And the really, the most impactful thing to me was, so I come in, and you know, I'm like, are these people going to remember me? You know, like, are they going to know mm-hmm. what I look like? It's been a long time. And uh, yeah, I walked right in and, and saw the dad, and he thanked me for being there, and we, we shared a little embrace, and uh, I said, congratulations to Brandon, you know, and you as a parent. He said, yeah. And he goes, hey, let me introduce you to some people. And so for the whole um, rest of the ceremony, as he would introduce me to people, he introduced me as, hey, this is Jared Pickens. He recruited Brandon into Cub Scouts. And that was really meaningful. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't anticipate to, to, to hear about his Eagle Scout project. And I know there's leaders out there listening who are just like, oh, yeah, you know, Jared's now experiencing what we've been experiencing for decades. Mm-hmm. You know, we have these young people, we train them up and, and they do that. But I think what really struck me is how thankful the family was that like Brandon had been recruited because as a professional, you know, sometimes I think I even short sell that role, right? Like it's, well, it's just business. You know, we need to get out there. We need to recruit kids. Kyle will laugh, get kids in scouting and keep them in scouting, right? We need to do that. But it's almost just sometimes it, it feels a little callous, even for us as professionals, right? And in that moment, it was just the most personal remark ever that people were thanking me for for recruiting him into scouts and making me feel like I was a part of it because, you know, I didn't do much at all. I wasn't the cub master. I wasn't the scout master. I wasn't the eagle mentor. I wasn't the kids in the patrol that helped with the Eagle Scout project, but that they felt like it was meaningful and that made it meaningful to me. So where am I going with that? If you're out there and you're listening to this and you've helped a young person 
I know how you feel about that now. If you're out there and you've recruited a young person and you're never going to see them probably ever again, just know that they probably really do deeply care about what you've done. And they may not know your name and they may not know where you're, where you are, where you're from anymore. But the impact that I've personally felt from a family that was thankful for that, they, they are thankful for that for you. So I just wanted to share that. I, I hope that's okay, Kyle, that I shared all that. Cool but. story. Yeah. I'm trying not to cry over here. Are you really? <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, it was really- um, you know, us as adult leaders, sometimes we don't necessarily get to to see the end result sometimes, you know, especially in Cub Scouts, you know. I'm still doing a lot with Cub Scouting as some of the kids that I remember in Cub Scouts are becoming Scouts BSA and stuff. So you don't necessarily ever get to see the end result, but to know that the end result is there is super impactful and sometimes it's just cool to sit back and think about it for a little bit. And you know bit. what's crazy? And I didn't even think about this in light of all this, but you know, I asked Brandon. I said, Hey Brandon, what what are your future plans, right? What are you gonna do? And he said, Well, I'm gonna go right up the road to the TCAT here in Crossville. I'm gonna learn to be a welder. Oh wow. In light of our conversation we just had with Dr. Ashford. And I was kind of thinking about that for uh-huh. the whole conversation. But uh yeah, it was just, it was really unique. And so I'm very grateful to all of the volunteer leaders that make that happen. But just know you guys all make a difference and you never know the impact you're going to make by asking somebody to join scouts. Mm-hmm. True. All right, gentlemen, we are out of time. Uh, less than 60 seconds to go here. Any final comment? I was hoping you would give a final comment. No, I, I think I'm good. Kyle? Let's get kids in scouting and keep them in scouting. All right. <laughs> on the that, cringe over there. <laughs> okay. I, I definitely, now more than ever, I absolutely agree with you, Kyle. Yeah. All right. On that note, that's going to do it for this edition of Scout on Chattanooga. Go to the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page for any suggestions or comments about today's podcast. Click on the subscribe button at your favorite podcast platform for all future podcasts. For Jared Pickens, Cutmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield, and thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Scout on Chattanooga, presented by the Cherokee Area Council BSA. To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit, or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGAScouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area.